If you're interested in small business, you're going to want to subscribe to the Small Business Showcase by Kaizentree. We meet with small business owners every week to discuss lessons that you can apply in your own journey. Learn from their failures, successes, and stories to discover how to build a life doing what you love. For those of you who already have a small business, be sure to check out kaizentree.com, an online platform that helps manage your inventory, sales channels, customer relationships, and more. Hi, welcome back to the Kaizen Tree Podcast. Uh, today we are joined by uh, James from Authentic Harry. How are you doing, James? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me on today. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on and thank you for coming on. To get started, could you tell us a little bit about your company? What do you guys do? Absolutely. So Authentic Harry is a company I co-founded with my business partner, Joe, is an amazing partner as well as mentor along this whole process. And the aim of our company has been to educate and empower our community we really wanted to create a high quality skincare made for everyone and truly destigmatize and rebrand what skincare means to the consumer. For a long time, we felt that skincare is seen as more of a feminine product, and we wanted to change that, especially because of certain aspects in skincare that apply to everyone. For example, regular daily use of an SPF or higher sunscreen reduces the risk of developing melanoma by 50%. And we wanted to be able to educate on aspects of skincare such as that and not so much the superficial aspects and really have some good takeaways that even if they aren't becoming a consumer of ours, they can really run with that and just learn for the betterment of themselves. When, when you mean uh, the superficial aspect, you mean like the aesthetic aspect? Is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everyone has a certain aesthetic that they're aspiring to, you know, clearer skin and, and things of that nature. But a big part of it was just that it's healthcare for yourself as well. And I think it gets, it gets kind of positioned in this very superficial fashion, but there's actually a lot of healthcare aspects to it as well. This may be a bit of a, a tough question to, to count <laughs> in, but how many products do you sell? Basically, do you do the whole routine or what you guys would consider to be the whole um, essential routine? Yeah. So currently we have our daily essentials kit which are the common core products that everyone would use that are a cleanser, clear your pores out, get kind of all the grime out of there, a moisturizer, as well as an SPF for reduced sun damage and things like that. I'm, I'm actually interested in this uh, daily routine because we, we often see this sort of Patrick Bateman, uh, video, these Patrick Bateman <laughs> videos on YouTube, you know. Uh, yeah. uh, where a lot of people just try to have this uh, routine with a lot of steps. What do you think about the exfoliators, suntan, and the eye creams, stuff like that? Well, I think exfoliators, depending on what they are, it, it definitely there's an aspect to it that is some education. For example, we have an AHA cleanser, and that is exfoliating and you know purges the pores of a bunch of dirt and oil and grime, but it's not meant to be every single day use. And mm -hmm. I think people also have those and they kind of, they take that and run with it and they use it every day and they're, they're really somewhat doing damage to their skin ultimately as well. And, um, but then when it comes to spray tanners, it, they're not our personal favorite. It's not in our realm that we, we like to work with. I actually, yeah. You were talking about the, the, the health benefits of, of the products that you use uh, more than the aesthetic, aesthetic part. The problem mm -hmm. with the suntan is when you don't know that it's not actually a layer of protection. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So tanners. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think there is that common misnomer of products like that where it is 
somewhat categorized or understood to act similar to like a sunscreen and it doesn't. You, you mentioned on your website that your first product was formulated during the pandemic, at the height of the pandemic, right? Yeah. Um, I was wondering, how was it to start a business during the pandemic? Uh, it was it was very interesting. It was um, there were a lot of elements that we had to consider. And speaking of our first product, we actually formulated a hand sanitizer because we had a handful of friends that were telling us they were having problems at work. Their hands were just getting utterly destroyed by some of the hand sanitizers that were out there. You know, these people were using this upwards of 20 times a day as they're walking in with patients, nurses kind of going to room to room and things like that. As people might recall, it was really hard to source material to create quality product. And there was also these emergency allowances, at least here in the U.S., where people were allowed to start producing things with other materials just to just to get it out there. In the midst of all that, there were a bunch of products that were also made with toxic ingredients such as methanol and benzene. I would guess that a lot of people listening have probably had some sort of encounter with a hand sanitizer that smelled like three-day-old tequila and probably burned their nose as they used it, and it was just awful. So we really wanted to tackle both um, a user experience perspective as well as just a quality perspective for people. So that's where we stepped in, and our original project was this high-quality formulation of a hybrid shea butter moisturizer paired with a hand sanitizer. And it was really something special that made a lot of people happy in a time that was pretty tumultuous. Even if it was a small, small thing that was used daily, that's what we wanted to create. And that was our original product, which is a little bit of a departure from where we're at now, but uh, that's where we started. Um, I did not ask you before, but what, what background do you, do you have? Um, can we just get into this industry like this because we, we want to, or, or do we have to uh, follow a certain path before? Uh, my background, I have a background in supply chain logistics and sales. And I was lucky enough to partner up with, uh, as I mentioned before, Joe, and as well as our chemist who helped us formulate all of these products and make sure we were doing it the right way. The hand sanitizer that is an FDA drug. So we had to be regulated and make sure everything was in the right process. But yeah, the, the chemistry piece was a big portion. We were very lucky to have a friend who was able to help us and is now uh, working with us on all of our formulations to make sure we're both regulated and still making high quality product. Yeah. So you, yeah, you can, you cannot just invent yourself chemist or invent yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I wish I had more of a, a material science and chemistry background myself <laughs> and definitely have, you know, it's been drinking from a fire hose as far as gaining information throughout the whole process, but it, it, it definitely takes that to do it well, unless you're working with providers where they're already doing all the labor and all the all the chemistry behind the scenes and then just producing a product for you. What, what would you say was the biggest hurdle that you've had since uh, you guys started Authenticary? There was really a battle with imposter syndrome where it was quelling that voice inside my head that tells you, it's too hard. Maybe it's not possible. Maybe you're not the right person or you don't know enough to do this. And that was a big point and a big hurdle that myself that I dealt with myself. At some point, I, also, I came to this epiphany 
that everyone is making it up as they go along, <laughs> as far as I know, and especially in business where not everything has to be this cookie cutter way or a quote unquote right way to do things. And once I once I was aware of that, I was freed to start thinking differently and move more efficiently and not get paralyzed by decision. From a from a business standpoint, it was entirely different. One of the biggest hurdles was early on in the development phases. We were gearing up for launch and really building out our our model and and get it getting everything down. And one of our ingredient manufacturers. Uh, our ingredient suppliers, rather, they switched up their whole business model and pricing model, which flipped ours on its head. Our hopes were a little dashed at that moment. And we were kind of scrambling because we were on on our way to launch, getting getting an understanding for everything that we were going to do. And to put that many hours of work and then run into this was just catastrophe. We either gave up or we got creative. And so we got creative. And with Formation of some awesome partnerships, some creative modeling, and a little bit of luck. We were able to keep the dream alive and get to our first production run. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> it must have been, yeah, congratulations. It must have been really stressful. I often interview people that work with products, right? And uh, yeah, it seems that it's so stressful to work with uh, all the suppliers and, um, and, and, like all the logistics behind. And since you mentioned suppliers, one of the big problems that we often hear about is um the in inventory management right mm -hmm. um so a lot of most people actually that we interview say that this is one of the biggest problems that they have one of the biggest headaches basically that they have uh what has been your experience of that i would also have to agree there's definitely ways of mitigating some of that and you know barcoding scanning that type of stuff and in in certain ways of warehousing and and whatnot but it is definitely been a headache in certain capacities where you know either product because we move facilities at certain times and then product is stored somewhere and then we're kind of wondering okay did it, did it not get moved over why that our accounts off or um just keeping up to date with managing all that can be a little problematic for sure I see. I see. Again, jumping away from uh, logistics. <laughs> I was wondering, could you tell me what is the ideal morning routine using your products? Uh, what would be the ideal morning morning routine? How do you follow it? How do you do it correctly? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So that was also one of the basis of building this brand was this idea of helping people walk into every moment as their true authentic selves. It's even our namesake in the authentic carry piece. And we wanted to give that to everyone and start, especially at the cornerstone of your day where you wake up, you look in the mirror and you are hopefully motivated and filled with self-love. And we really wanted to be that piece. And starting with something that makes you feel good, we would say starting with a cleanser, layer on a moisturizer, and then an SPF on top of that. And you can get more complicated than that, absolutely, with, you know, retinol serums or, you know, vitamin C serums. So there's there's a there's a various number of things that you can do. Some people have, you know, 10-step routines. And we have products roadmap for the future to to add in. But what we really wanted to was speak to a core audience of people that if you're either new into skincare or you are an experienced user and you're looking for high quality products to speak to that audience and our community to help them find these products. And if you're a new user 
take your first step into skincare and that taking care of yourself. We wanted to to feel both types of customers. I see. And so, and, and you mentioned uh, future steps or future products that you want to uh, to incorporate. Uh, can you tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about what the future holds? What's the next big step? Um, uh, some of that is a little, little secretive, you know, keeping that formulation a little secret and whatnot, but I'll definitely say we're looking at uh, a vitamin C serum of our own. And then there's a couple other products roadmap that are a little under wraps right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's exciting. Uh, is this going to be in the next months, years? Uh, within 2023 and then edging into 2024 on some of the other products. Actually, that makes me think, how long does it take you to, uh, to think of a product, create it basically, uh, synthesize it in a, in lab and then be able to use it? There's a whole process to it that we also, you know, with any great business or idea, it all starts with data. And so we look at what are what are what are what are the customers want? What are they asking for? But then looking at the efficacy of products that are out there and making sure they're in alignment with each other as far as what people want. And we're not giving them a product that is full of nonsense or doesn't actually provide any value or anything, or might even be of hindrance to people's skin and skin health. And then from there, we go to the testing and development phases of making sure that all of our ingredients are of the utmost quality and making sure they bind together well and they they come into a final formulation and testing that with our um, individual users and kind of kind of focus grouping a little bit to get an understanding of how they how they like it what is good what is bad how we should you know what should we get rid of we want people to be educated on how they treat their skin what they do for their skin and as a brand mission, we want people to be able to be their authentic selves. Um, and then I would say from a founder standpoint, for anyone who's out there, keep going no matter what, no matter what that voice tells you, everything you want is on the other side of that frustration or the hurdles or the troubles that come about. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely agree. Any business actually, dedication and, and just keep keep on going. Unless it's the wrong, uh, unless it's the wrong direction, then you have to change. But <laughs> mainly, yeah, keep, yeah. mainly keep on going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't you can't fit a square peg into a round hole. But it's it's having the self awareness to know that. But also sometimes it's having for a vision for something that doesn't exist yet and creating a market for it around it. Well, James, thank you very much uh, for coming on. It's been it's it's been a real pleasure talking to you. Likewise, likewise. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Showcase. If you liked the episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you don't miss out on the next one. The discussion continues online. Head over to kaizentree.com articles to share your thoughts on today's show and to read some of our articles which cover useful topics, such as what to do about Apple's new iOS update. For more from Kaizentree, follow our Instagram at kaizentree or visit our website www.kaizentree.com. That's www.kaizntree.com